I've come to the realization that the reason we don't want to take the time to address the hard stuff is because it's hard. It's hard to feel what we feel when what we feel feels heavy. I sat in my journal today and wrote, feelings are really heavy. And this is why we move our bodies so that we are able to know how to release and let go of the tension and to learn how we were built and why we were built to carry the things that we are allowed to carry. And while we're moving, I truly believe that God begins to show us what we were never intended to carry. We don't get stronger physically so that we can be stronger emotionally. We don't get fit so that we can muscle up and endure. But there's a great analogy when you look at training the body, strength training and flexibility training and endurance training and the discipline that goes into it when you parallel that to life and relationships and managing money and honoring your soul, call it soul care if you want, when you consider all the different parts of who we are and how we were created, we were never intended to do it alone and we were never intended to figure it out. God promised that he would never leave us and that he would never forsake us. And he also promised that he would bring us people to do life with. Y'all, we do get better together. I pray that today's episode is a blessing to you. Um, so yeah, I was like, I've been, I tried to attempt to bring people into the high that I was carrying after our conversation and I kind of got frustrated. I attempted to bring somebody in it through a text message and they weren't as receptive to go in it. And I, I found myself like ready to be mad at them that they didn't want to go there with me, but I had to step back and say, I don't even know what they were in when my message came on their phone. Yeah. So I can't expect, I can't expect them to shift and say yes. And amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Cause they might've been in the middle of like a bad argument or just like a funk. And, and so I had to like remind myself like Amia, if they're not where you are, be okay with it. You know what I mean? But on the, on the other side of that, I did, I sent the screenshot of the devotional that you sent to me. Mm -hmm. I sent it to a friend and I don't even remember how she came to mind, but I sent it to her and her response to me was the crying emoji, like several of those. So I was like, okay, I found another person to like well, bring into but it. But you know? said about, you know, <laughs> that person wasn't in the same spiritual headspace that you were in. Let me tell you, Beth, okay. When I worked at the church, every Christmas, I would host a brunch for my front desk volunteer staff and get them little trinkets for Christmas, right? So remember when we had, Lifeway Christian store and yeah. there was another one and um, they had these $5 devotional CDs, right? Yeah. Perfect. And so this one particular CD that I got um, one year, it had, you know, Priscilla Shire and Beth Moore and Jenny Allen and just yeah. all these like powerhouse, right? So right. when you said that someone wasn't in your same 
headspace, I thought of an excerpt from one of Beth Moore's speakings on that devotional. And yeah. she said, you know, some days God drops a nugget in our spirit and we want to shout it from the rooftops or he gives us some insight and some like, you know, <laughs> just kind of revelation, you know, and we want to shout it from the rooftops and tell everybody because it impacted us so much, you know, but sometimes you gotta just sit back and let you and God sit in that for a minute, right? Yeah. And let him still minister to you. He dropped it in your spirit. He wants you to marinate on it with him. Mm -hmm. And then he'll maybe put somebody in your spirit to share that with or to not share it with. But I like you, how you kind of pivoted and recuperated from that, like regrouped from that and thought, you know what? She may not have been there yet. You know, yeah. I, I, I just may have been up the street and she was just getting in her car right? <laughs> or rolling out of the bed, you know, like, and I've been trying to be really intentional to not take things personal. No, to not know, offendable. Yeah. To be what? unoffendable and to know that like we, you know, the saying of like, um, everybody's dealing with something. So be kind because yeah. you don't know what they're carrying. Yeah. And I remember we I was in a, a group text conversation with a group of friends and one girl said, just because they look great doesn't mean they feel great because some people are dealing with like silent anxiety yeah. or silent fear or, yeah. you know what I mean? Just because we're not running around in sackcloth and ashes. Yeah doesn't mean we're not, you know, on the front side of like, where I was reading Isaiah 61 of where he gives us the beauty for ashes and mm. some of our ashes may not be seen, mm -hmm. but we're still, we're still in the ashes. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm I've trying been trying on abide, look up unoffendable, being unoffendable in the abide meditation app. Yes. Okay. It's, it's fairly recent. I feel okay. like I listened to it just a few weeks ago. I'll look just that up because look that up because it just will catch your spirit in the best possible place. Like we are so easily offended, um, yeah. you know, and, and just what happened to allowing us the grace that God gives us every day. Yeah, I'm. You know, speaking of that, I'm gonna read to you what I, what I used for my class this morning. I try to have, if not a, a book that has a, an actual written devotional, I'll I'll share with my class something that I was okay. studying in the morning. Go ahead. I shall. <laughs> okay. It's called oh, <laughs> it's called overlook offense. Overlook Proverbs 1911. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when I saw it, I was like, ah, there it is. No, that's, that's good to know. Um, so I've, I've been trying to every month I'll ask God what he wants me to focus on and where he wants my attention and where he wants my thoughts. And for the month of June, I, I took a social media break. And, and it wasn't one of those, um, I intentionally didn't announce, Hey guys, I'm taking a social media break. I'll be back. I bless it for the people that have to do that or the people, and I have done that. And I don't say it to shame anybody, to guilt anybody. I just say that I, when God said, you're going to take a social media break, I literally begged him. Can I like not announce it? Cause I don't, but it almost felt like that kind of feels narcissistic to announce it. Well, I don't know, you know what I mean? And I do, I, I, I get that. And I'm, I'm walking alongside with you on that. And then I thought about, but I did that. I came off and announced it. Well, but in my defense, a very dear friend of mine had passed away. This is in January and it just struck me. Right. Yeah. And so I, wanted to publicly proclaim yeah. just the essence of how awesome she was. Yeah. But I prefaced 
my post by saying, I came up I'm back. So here's the funny thing with that is that I have taken breaks where I said, Hey y'all, I feel like I just need to take a break for my headspace and my heart and my mind and to make sure that I'm not just mindlessly scrolling. I've done that. And, and then there are times that I have like abruptly taken a break and then came back like, okay, y'all, I'm refreshed and let's go, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, like, here we go, snapping fingers and no more clapbacks, right? But this time oh, I man. said, I literally said, I heard the Holy Spirit nudging me back in April to say, you need to take a break because your head is in the wrong space. Mm-hmm. And And I know that my heart is to just want to pour out and encourage people. And when I find something great, I want to share it with the world. But then I was getting offended when people weren't going there with me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so he just said, you know what? Like if your idea of sharing what you're getting and and even being an open book to people about how you process is an expectation, expectation. he said, you need to pull back. Right. Right. And, and it wasn't, it was this really, you know, the scripture that says the kindness of God leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. It was this kind reprimand mm-hmm. that he said, hold on a second. Let's talk about what you're doing. Because if this is your expectation, you're doing it for the wrong reason. And he literally said to me, and I know your heart. Mm. And it was so kind that I, all I could do, it was like, the look that you give your child when you look at them, like, I know I taught you better and you don't say anything, but they know what you mean by that look. And like Elliot, <laughs> since he was a toddler, I could just look at him and he literally would shake. Like the, you would see the chill go through his body. And to this day, if, if me or my husband look at him the right way, it literally sends chills down that boy's spine. And we don't I like how you say the right way. <laughs> <laughs> right. The right well, you look at him the right way and he knows. Yeah. And I felt like that's how God looked at me. No shame, no disgust, no disappointment. He just a look of redirect. Yeah. And and it sent chills down my spine. And then the kindness that it came with. Mm. literally caused me to repent. Yeah. And I spent, I spent all of May just like literally not groveling, but like helping myself understand his process of forgiveness of like, he forgave me the minute I acknowledged that that's what he was asking me to do. Yeah. And then he said, now, if you're ready, go ahead and come off of social media. Yeah. But he asked me, are you ready? Yeah. And it was up to me to decide I'm ready or I could have come back. Well, no, God, because I'm using it for ministry. This is your work. Like I could have been been like, okay, right. Cool. I'll be over here when you're ready. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Or I'll send somebody across your path to check you. Right. And so so beautiful about his grace and his unyielding and unbridled patience and love and care and comfort like I just always remember that scripture that says if you us who are sinners right I could have 45 50 um, hour of unbridled worship okay Mm. And get in my car and get tea, totally teed off mm. with the first person that cuts me off or is driving too slow or blah, 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 right? Because of our sinful nature. And so the scripture talks about how can we, even though we are sinful, love our child. Like we wouldn't, you wouldn't bit more give Elliot a glass of vinegar if he asked you for some water, Right. Right. Because you love him so much as sinful as you are. But God loves us even more than that. You know, and it's just it's so yeah, it's unexplainable. Like I want everybody to understand and feel that kind of love. You know what I mean? Because 
what the world has to offer in terms of love yep. is vapor. It's just so, it's nothing. Okay. So this, oh man, I love the way God strings things together because when you text me yesterday to, to simply check in and say, Hey, I did a thing. It was on the heels of me listening to and abide and reading a scripture that talked about that, about this. If you knew how much I loved you, Mm. you wouldn't be um, shouting in a, in an echo chamber, trying to see if people can hear you, you wouldn't be looking for not necessarily the applause, but like the approval of people that you, I don't know. He just kept saying, if you only knew how much I loved you, you wouldn't try so hard to be known. You wouldn't try so hard to be loved. You wouldn't try so hard to be seen. You wouldn't try so hard to even defend your humility. Like you, you know what I mean? Like we would walk in this like fullness of God without like trying to tell people we were full of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just happen. It would just be on you. It would just, it would just be there. And it wouldn't, you wouldn't have to like, you wouldn't have to try. He just keeps like kindly holding me saying like, it's okay. You don't have to, you can be loud and still be quiet. Yeah. Which is so like, it's an oxymoron. He's like, you can be loud with your life and not be obnoxious. You can be loud with your joy and it be confetti, but not be a mess, right? Because like most people see confetti, the average person sees confetti and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And then there's a handful of people that are like, that's a big mess we're going to have to clean up. Big mess to clean up, yeah. Right. And (laughs) he's like, you can be confetti without being concerned about the mess, right? And And like, so yes, the other day when you sent me the text, I was coming out of reading a couple different scriptures that were talking about the depth of his love. And I pulled out my journal and wrote, I, I bought a like a sketchbook from the craft store and on the front, and it was just a blank front cover. And I was going to put stickers on it, but then I was afraid the stickers were going to come off. And then I wanted to draw on it with my markers, but I knew that it wasn't, they could possibly smear. So I grabbed a Sharpie. Yeah, yeah. So I just grabbed a Sharpie and wrote on the front cover of it, Hey Soul. Like, you know how it says, like, have a talk with yourself. Hey, self, you know what I mean? Hey, right. Hey, soul. And, and so I've decided that that is going to be not that I needed another journal because I've got so many journals, but that is going to be my soul care journal, soul care from the sense of when I feel um, rejection rising up, I'm going to open it and dump where the rejection was coming from. Can you even consider that that is the title of the upcoming event? I had not. I I don't know why, but that just, hey, so. Hey, so I think I took it upstairs. Okay, I'm going to write that. I'm going to write myself a note Um, (laughs) because even as you were talking about like, being unoffendable mm. and overlooking offense. Um, that's one of the things that I'm going to put in that journal of like, if I'm going to care for my soul, like if we think where the Bible says to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, we already know what our heart is. We know what our mind is and we know what our strength is, but what's our soul, mm-hmm. right? The part of you that carries your emotions and your imagination and your free will where God said like are you ready right it's not him saying no here's what you're about to do I want you to choose so your soul are the choices and the decisions that we make right um so I, I wrote on the on the top of that book with a sharpie hey soul and after I read through those scriptures the other day I was gonna open it and write like a note to myself, dear soul. But as I went to write dear soul, 
you ever try to write something and God has you writing something completely def- different and you're like, the pen was moving too fast. I couldn't even think about it. So instead of writing, hey, or dear soul, I wrote, dear fellow sojourner. And I busted into tears. Like that, the tears where you're like, where did that come from? And it was this, like a deep hunger of my soul that knew I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on this journey by myself. Yeah. There are other people who are trying diligently to walk this thing out yeah. and we're frustrated. We're hurting. We're hungry. We're excited. It's like a bucket of all the emotions yeah. you could ever name. Yeah. yeah. And he said, Hey, soul. Like as I was writing, he was like, your soul is intertwined with other people. And if you try to do this by yourself, the enemy will have his way with you. So is that what you meant when you said you were sitting here reading Colossians 1? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I loved like, it. That just, and I felt that. I felt yeah. that because what's so beautiful is that he does, like you said, we thanking, thanking him for the hope that we do get to cling to. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the people we get to stay in company with. Because not everybody is going to follow you or yeah. walk alongside of you, right? In the various seasons and journeys that you're on in this life. You know, yeah. one of the main biggest <laughs> revelations that I have had in the last few days even, right? Not even the last few months, but I realized that seasons aren't necessarily a few months. Mm. I've recognized Mm. the season I've been in has been a 20 year season, Mm. right? And the revelation that has come to me that God has gently like helped me to cross over into is that yes, you have been in this season and it's been a wonderful season, you know, but not everything needs to go with you into your next season. You know, there are some people, there are some experiences, there are some, and that's why that hoarding that we were talking about and this was so crazy. I mean, like I didn't even... (laughs) When I said, when I had mentioned hoarding, I had not even picked this up yet. I was going to ask you that. Um, I had not even picked up this book yet. I was still reading from my devotion in the Bible app, right? hmm. And I don't know, I had finished and, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, I want to touch base with you and just check in. Do you know what I mean? And then we started talking and then that word came up, hoarding. And then we just stopped. There was a break with us talking. And then I opened this up because this says a hundred days, but let me tell you, I have been reading this thing. I have been like a hundred years workbook. Okay. I just ordered it by the way. And since y'all are listening and can't see the video, um, the book that she's referring to, it is called 100 days. Is it a hundred days of believing better? Bigger. bigger, believing bigger by Marshawn Evans. I just ordered it. Yes. I just well, afterwards, I, you know, I came into the living room and I got because you always, hello, inspire <laughs> me. Okay. Girl, you always inspire me. <laughs> See, this is why I need to have a journaling session in person. Yes. Because there's something, there's something really beautiful to watch people work on their oh pages. Oh my gosh, and it's so freeing. But then I opened up in my next day of blessing blockers because they're broken down and you'll see in the book, they're broken down into like topics. Mm. So I'm on blessing blockers. I look up and it's hoarding. And I'm like, thank you, daddy. Mm. Thank you. But it says so much of making a meaning- meaningful life shift is about emptying out. Yeah. You know, and so Mm. to your point about 
you know, the seasons, like you have to let go. You know how people spring clean and they empty out closets and there's a, there's, there's a feeling of lightness and release and then the release, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the crazy I mean, thing. I, my whole mind was yeah. blown yesterday. I was just on this high because there was so much confirmation that you needed. Yep. That I gave through God, you know, God gave me to give to you and that you were given to give to me. But they were completely yeah. different things. You See, I mean? so that like, goes back to the our souls being intertwined with each other. Oh it is gosh. impossible for us to clearly hear. Like there are moments where God needs us to get away with just him. Yes. Right. Which is why it says, are you burnt out on religion? Come away okay. with me. Come away. Come Let away. me show you the unforced rhythms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of grace. Yes. And Unforced rhythms. I love that. Right. So, I mean, oh, man, there's another connection. So he's been teaching me like in this process of you growing and in this process of you receiving the forgiveness and understanding the depth of my love. Um, he keeps taking me back through the scripture that became like the foundation scripture for our fitness ministry. And it's Ephesians three sixteen that God would strengthen you in your inner being. Mm. But if you read the verses that are um, kind of book ending Ephesians three sixteen, it says that you would understand the depth and the width and the height um, of, of God's love so that then you would be strengthened in your inner being and that you would come to understand who he is with the saints, that you're not doing it by yourself, that you're being built up and filled up so that then you can grow up with each other, right? And then it goes on to say, and now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, exceedingly abundantly. beyond more than we could ask or think. But the work of getting stronger and the work of understanding has to be done in community. It can't be done by yourself. There are seasons by yourself, yeah. but then there are where God's like, okay, now get up and go tell somebody, Yes. right? Get up, yes. go and tell them what you saw, right? Like go the woman at the well, I met a man. And he knew all my stuff <laughs> and he still loved me. Right. Um, but it just, so the, like the scriptures that he kept, I love when he'll take me to a scripture and then take me to another one and then to another one and another one. And they'll have completely different messages, but there's a common thread. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember Beth Moore saying it's like stringing pearls. Yes. And, and each one, each nugget of wisdom you string it on those pearls. And before long, like you're wearing this pearl necklace that people just say, oh my gosh, that is beautiful. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to flaunt it. People just notice it's, it's it. Pretty. Yeah. Right. And they're like, that is just, that's amazing. Where'd you get, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm so glad you asked where I got it. Let me tell you. Right. So it was Colossians one and then Ephesians one. Okay. And I sat in both of those. And then um, even to what you said earlier about the emptying out between the two of us, you, we get filled up so that we can then pour out and then we get filled up because someone else was pouring out. Yes. You know what I mean, and it was never intended yes. years ago. I learned that it was called spiritual constipation. When you just take it yeah. off, you never get rid of it, which is toxic, right? <laughs> So um, he's been reminding me, you were filled up for the sole purpose of pouring out. You fill it up and then you pour it out. But this morning for my class, I, so like I said, I typically will take what I've been learning and share it with my class. And even yesterday I was teaching a group of seniors, but it's not in a Christian space. So I knew I couldn't share everything that we had talked about but I wanted to share some of it. And so I was asking God, like, what do I give them? And what do I, how do I set this up to, to offer them some kind of goodness? And I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, just go in there filled up. 
and and when you talk to them or when they talk to you it will just come out of you and if you open your mouth I'll fill your mouth and give you the words to speak specifically to them mm-hmm. but just stay ready and stay available yeah. and and I knew that out of the space of the the time that we spent together of texting each other and this is why I'm like if you can't be actual in person with each other still stay connected to each other because that that simple connection across a text message like fueled me yeah fueled me for the day and I got to go in and it was so funny because it was a a chair yoga class and some of them are wheelchair bound and so I'm limited with what I can do with their bodies and others have like limited range of motion. So if I'm asking them to reach their hands, hands overhead, they can't. And I, and I knew there was one lady in particular that I really wanted to help her feel like she had, she came in and that she had achieved the class and was really successful. So I had Mm -hmm. sort of tailored the workout with her in mind, Mm -hmm. um, without saying that to her before we began. And I gave them this analogy of, when we came in, it was two 30 in the afternoon. So you were coming in with the full day on you mm. most of the day. And I said, I want you to see yourself like a, a piece of raw spaghetti, right? Like you take the spaghetti out of the box or out of the bag and it's just stiff and it's not going to be ready to be consumed until it has gone through the heating up and the boiling and the water. And I said, this class is going to feel like the temperature rising and the water getting a little bit warmer, Mm. but the spaghetti begins to absorb the water and soften. Mm. And I said, see, like we're sitting in a chair and I said, imagine the chair is the pot. We're the spaghetti. And we sat into the, into the pot. And I told him when I cook spaghetti, I'll boil the water and then just take this, you know, handful of spaghetti and stick it in the pot and let the water do the work. Yeah. Right. And it works its way up this stiff spaghetti. And before you know it, it all just melts in the pot. And so I like I kept reminding them. Right. I'm like, feel the heat. And we started from our feet and worked our way up to our head and upper body. And then we worked our way back down and loosened everything up. And I said, okay, at the end of the class, I was like, you should feel better than you did when you came in here. And one lady moved her body like that thing at the car dealership. And she was like, I feel like wet spaghetti. And I was like, good job. And she, and she was the lady who couldn't move her arm overhead. And she said, I feel looser. And I feel like she's like, I don't know what you did different today. And I was like, I do. I came in here filled up. You know what I mean? And I never once got to preach the gospel but that doesn't mean the gospel wasn't preached. Exactly. That part. (laughs) That part. And I promise you, I kid you not, though the Holy Spirit was talking to me while I'm coaching them in my class. And he just kept saying, do not hoard what you've received. There's that hoard. Right. He's like, there's no hoarding here. You will be giving... He said, you are either going to, you're going to store it up. Like the scripture says, we don't store up these gifts where moth and rust can destroy. We actually give them away. And he was like, I've given you this to give away. If you keep it to yourself, it's going to rot. It's going to rot. And it's going to, it's going to be spiritual constipation. How do you pronounce (laughs) that release word? So the word is katalepo. 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 And the... The full definition, the simple definition of it is release. And, but I, I reached out to a friend of mine who is one of my, I call her my fellow listeners, right? There's a group of people that um, you're one of my fellow listeners. If you didn't know, Dana, Um, (laughs) there's a handful of people that I know if I reach out to them and say, here's what God is saying, or here's, here's something that I'm sitting in, they will either say, wow, that's, that's huge. I'm going to be praying for clarity for you. Mm-hmm. Or they will come back and say, I immediately got something in my spirit and here's what he told me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so those are my fellow listeners. I borrowed that from 
Emily P. Freeman, no relation, just a great last name. Um, (laughs) She's in her um, book, The Next Right Thing. Yeah. And on her podcast, she talks about having a team of fellow listeners that sometimes they just lean in and listen. Other times they immediately come back with a word of wisdom from God. Um, So so I reached out to a friend who's a fellow listener um, and I gave her that and she immediately came back with, oh, wow, this is huge. And I had never heard this word before. It just dropped in my spirit one day. And so I had started writing it down. And every time it came back up, I'd write it down and write down the context. So she sent me from the Strong's Concordance. um, It means to leave or leave behind or to release, to abandon, to forsake. um, And it says, uh, or to leave remaining as a reserve. And then it goes on to say to forsake, to have kept, to leave as in past tense, to leave behind, um, left behind, pulled free, neglected, or remaining. And as I've been sitting in it, God's been showing me that it means to let go, but not in the way of like, let go and let God but let go in terms of old mindsets and old habits and old rhythms. And because honey, when I read that, I was, when you sent me the screenshot, right. Of your, um, of your journal entry yesterday. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the first thing I saw was a flower and I'm like, Oh, I'm drawing that flower. I'm going to figure out how to draw that flower. That is a gorgeous flower. That's the first time I've ever drawn that flower, by the way. Really? And then the colors struck me, like just lit up my spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And then I kid you not, my my focus, my eyes went to that word. Mm. I mean, I was like laser drawn, focused to that word. And that's why that was the first thing I said to you, right? Yeah. And when you said release, I thought, stop it, daddy. Just just stop. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. I'm too full. I can't, <laughs> I can't take no more. Right. But it was because he led me to earlier Ecclesiastes 3, 6. That's why I'm telling you, right? He says a time for finding a time and a time for losing mm. time for saving and a time for throwing away. Mm. And so that's why I said, well, I guess my new word for the month is is release because yeah. I, you know, it's just been the most wonderful journey. And you look back, right? When you've been given, because they're not concrete, okay, you know, we're good, we're done, revelations. No, it's, you know, it's revelation after revelation. You know, it's revelation and then the season and then yeah. the pits and the valleys and the hills and then it's another season and a revelation. Like that's our life. Yeah, you don't just recover and then you're good. No, you're on a hilltop. Well, get ready because you're about to go. You got to come. You got to come down, right? Right? Unless you plan on jumping to the next hilltop, right? Right. Yeah. And so, like I said, you just—I felt what you said when you said you were in tears after reading Colossians because it is those like intimate moments like you said sometimes you just need it to be you and God you know yeah Yeah. Um, because most times when it is just me and God it's because he's about to reveal what he's brought me through like he's I've gotten through it you know what I mean and it's it's been rough it's been it's been dirty and nasty and and snotty nosed and all of that right but he's gotten me through it and so now he's feeling this is what it was for right I'm telling you that it was for okay and so when you when you texted that about Colossians I had just had that type of revelation a couple days ago you know and you just sit there and weep like you just yeah. sit there and weep because you you think back to the struggle, you think back to you know the restlessness of your nights, you think back to 
being in a crowd of people and feeling alone. You think back yeah. to being amongst you know, other believers or your so-called friends and you can't express the aching and yeah. the unknowing and the and what you're feeling inside, but God knows. And so he's been there in your quiet time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when you had that revelation and when I had my revelation, of course you can do nothing but weep, you know, because he's been there. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it, and it's hum it's humbling it's in the so sense humbling. Of like again, it, it feels like the kindness leads to repentance, not where we're like on our face saying, Man, I'm sorry that I I wasn't patient. Or I'm it's not it's not an apologetic humbling, it's a humbling of like you actually were carrying me. It's that like that. Remember the old um, footprints in the sand? Yeah. yeah. It feels like that. And it feels very much like, I don't know, like uh, something I was listening to yesterday, last night before I went to bed. And she said, when did we lose our sense of awe? Mm. Right. Like it, it rattled me in the best, like, I was in a knot and it rattled the knot loose. You know what I mean? And and what she was just, your last year. Wasn't that your uh, curiosity and wonder? Wonder and oh, awe. trust and wonder. Trust and wonder. Trust yeah. and wonder. Yeah. yeah. When well, even that, he keeps taking me back to like my one word for the year or my phrases for the year and and re like reminding me of like, hey, remember when we had that conversation and here's why I gave you those words because it was yeah. leading up to this. I'm, I yeah. was building something. Like he, I love the fact that he will say, um, stay with me, I'm going somewhere. You know what I mean? Or he'll say, hold on to that. I'll come back to it, you know? Uh, you know, my mom, you know what that reminded me of? My mom, when I, <laughs> she would say, go do it, I'll catch up, right? Because Aww. she would, like she instilled in my sister and I just this adventure and like, just do life. Yeah. Take it by the horns and like, just do it. Yeah. She said, I may clutch my pearls. I may hold my breath. I may be in fear that you're going to hurt yourself, but don't worry. I'll get over it. You go do it. I'll catch up. Right. Aww. And you know, when you said that, that just reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, and that blesses me even because um, I've just been I'm like, I, I know that my mom was just a, just a deeply spiritual, deeply rooted in Christ woman. And I mean, in my younger years, I'd be like, oh, she's so much like everything is a spiritual story. <laughs> and now here I am. <laughs> walking in her footsteps <laughs> and I, I'm sure my kids probably look at me and say the same thing but oh well but I I've been asking I was, it was funny I was curious I've been asking my dad I've been asking my dad to tell me I've been asking God to tell me tell me about my mom in the years that I didn't know her oh whether it was the years that I was just, and I don't think I was a rebellious teenager, but I had my years where I was like, I'm over church and I'm over the religiosity and the rule keeping. And I can't wait until I can break oh, free from wow, it. Yeah. So I've been asking him, like, would you show me her so I can see me? Cause I know. Ugh. And again, these are like tears of kindness. Because the older I get, I see her. And I see why she was so diligent to pray for us. Mm -hmm. And to see, like we were just saying, like you catch these glimpses of, man, that had to have been God. Yeah. Right. And even last night we were watching some documentary on like the origins of hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my journal this morning, like I said, I wrote, um, <laughs> I used to think, I said, I said, we watched a special in the history of hip hop tonight. And I realized that this is where I'm from. 
I didn't really consider how much it had raised me until I saw how the lyrics are telling the story of the moment, the pain, the trauma, and the hurt. Yeah. And as we were watching it, and some of them were retelling their stories of like, hip hop became the conversation of what were we going through? Yeah. Right. It was was truth telling. Right. It was truth telling. And not to bash today's music, but- the, the lyrics were of our, they were the fabric. They were the fabric of us. But it was a very fabric of us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's funny because I watched it last night and saw my mom and my mom was so not hip hop, but, <laughs> but I watched it and I saw her story and I watched it. Cause I've been asking him, like, remind me of the little quirky things that she would say that we would either roll our eyes or we would tuck in our back pockets because I don't remember many of those phrases. So to hear you say, my mom would say, and so I've been asking God, like, what would my mom say? Like, what were some of the things that she would say? And he hasn't given me like full phrases, but he keeps catching, I keep catching glimpses of this was her story. This was her story. And I was reading a um, journal prompt the other day and it was of a poem the poem was titled February 2nd, 1968. It's the title of the poem. And the journaling prompts, like it gave you just a stanza of the poem. And she asked in the journaling prompts, what part of the poem stood out to you? And I didn't even read the poem. It was the title of the poem that stood out to me because I immediately went to my mother because she her, she was born February 6, 1946. So February 2nd, 1968, she was 22 years old. And I paused because the Holy Spirit told me several months ago that 22 is the number of grace. Mm. And I've Googled it. I've looked it through the Bible and biblical history, and there's nothing that says 22 is a number of grace. The Holy Spirit just said 22 is the number of grace. So when I looked at this poem and I immediately went to my mother, I paused because then I had to look at myself and who was I at 22. Mm. And so I start making this connection of this was right around the time that her prayers for me increased because I was on my own. I was a single mom. I was trying to finish college. As a matter of fact, I think I need to do the math. I think I graduated college at 22 because I had to take a a year off when I had my son. And I think 22 was around the time that I graduated or it might have been the first year that I was like done and ready to be on my own and thought I knew what life was about. But at any rate, as I started sitting in this and then I tied it to watching this story on hip hop and this morning, the Holy Spirit said, look at how far I've carried you from being raised in the projects. And I literally sat there in my journal and wrote all the different housing projects that we lived in Mm. and told my husband last night of like watching the story of hip hop and how hip hop um, is so directly linked to gang violence and, and how they were looking for that community that we were talking about a moment ago, right. of doing life with people who get you. Right. And I told my husband, I said, it's a wonder that I'm not somebody completely different. And that to, that to me is just straight up grace. It is. I could have gone down a completely different path. And I'm not saying that like my choices were spotless because my past is less than that, right? My past is speckled. Um, But it just reminds me of his kindness and how in the years where I was like, and it was probably around the age of 22, where I was like, I don't want any parts of this. I'm good. Yeah, I will keep Jesus in my back pocket. And I know which scriptures to turn to when I need them. But I'm straight. (laughs) I'll, I'll be good without it. You know what I mean? And and that's the part that brings me to the hey soul, how you really doing? Yeah. Right? Like I was ta- I was talking to a friend recently about that and she said, 
it just, and I didn't even put it in the terms of, hey, soul. She said, it just reminds me of the opening of that Erica Badu song where she says, hey, sisters, how y'all feeling? Yeah. Y'all all right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it just, I don't know. Our whole conversation and the text messaging, um, it just was, it's been this like, a constant reminder that's been swirling in my head in the past what is it 24 hours now of just we cannot assume that we can do this alone yeah we can't and we and even if it's even if it's just a text message or just a comment on somebody's social media post like and the cool thing is that he's showing me all this when I'm not on social media because here it is July 1st. And I was like, okay, God, are we done? He was like, don't be so quick. <laughs> like, cause I don't know if you learned, if you learned your lesson yet. So right. let's right. stay here, you know? Um, but at any rate, um, I'm going to call this conversation to a close. I never even got to the thing I was going to read you. I'll read it on the next episode. So, um, oh, I'm yeah, grateful to come back. I know. Yes. You get to come back, but I'm grateful for you. Um, and I'm grateful that you reached out to me just to say, Hey, can I tell you about something that I did? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause, the, cause that just opened it up for like, Oh, Hey, I actually do have friends. Cause the enemy would lie and say, you have Ooh. nobody. You are by yourself. Don't nobody care about you. You're you ain't got no friends. Don't <laughs> <laughs> nobody want to know what you did. Right. <laughs> Look, the, phone, <laughs> the phone works both ways. Like, you know, oh, he will. Yeah. The He's lie. So annoying. He's the so lie. Annoying. Right. Okay. As you tell. Yeah. All right. Well, Dana, I, I appreciate it too. you. I definitely enjoyed it. I love you. And so glad, like I said, you just are so inspiring, especially with those journal prompts. Not the journal prompts, but your journal. The entries. The entries, man. Ugh. Yeah. Love it. Well, we're going to have to plan a in-person journaling session just to see what we come up with. So. All right. Definitely. I'm going to let you go spend your day. I'm going to go finish the rest of my day and uh, we will check back in for the next time. Love you, friend. Love you too. All right. Take, take care. care.